Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that we would receive it and be strengthened by your Holy Spirit, that you would give us what we need to hear and help us live it out. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we recover from the celebrations of Christmas, hopefully it was great, but we're painstakingly, at least I am aware, that the new year is about to begin. And we naturally reflect on the previous year. Let me just reflect for a moment that one year ago today, it was a Saturday, and I was meeting many of you in that room, and Laura and I were meeting you next door. What a difference a year makes. Um, we were saying, Lord, what do you want? What, you know, what are you inviting us into this year? What does it look like? Uh, you know, we immediately felt that that's what the Lord wanted, but we were waiting on him and here we are and, uh, grateful, grateful, grateful to be here. We're having a, a just, well, God is just good. Maybe 2019 was the best year ever. I think if I were to ask some of you, you know, maybe my, ah, it was okay. You know, maybe it was met with many challenges. How many people feel like 2019 had some challenges? I certainly do. Maybe 2019 was a roller coaster, and you found yourself, this is our natural thing, becoming numb and in a constant state of tired. How many of you feel like you're always tired? Okay. Well, you used to, right? <laughs> there was a day. Whatever 2019 has brought, we look at the new year always, not even just in the church, but people in general. I mean, gym memberships are going to be flying through the door here in a couple, couple days. But we look at the new year as a reset or an opportunity to find, once again, the success that we were unable to find in the previous year. Take out another pipe cleaner if you have one and make a book. A book out of a pipe cleaner. Yes. What I pray for all of us is that we would look for opportunities to grow in our relationship with God. We talked about that in Bible study this morning. You know, now that we're a new creation in Christ and we're fighting with this old nature... We are to renew our minds. And that means we need to be open to growing in the Lord. Lord, what do you have for us? Lord, how can I grow in you? How can I be more assured of who I am in you? Because in you, my mind that is set on the Spirit, in Romans chapter 8, is life and peace. And I want that this upcoming year. I want that all the time. May we also look for opportunities to gather together with one another and grow in our relationships together. And maybe we need to grow in how we relate to those people we come in contact with on a daily basis. What I hope is that we realize is that God is faithful to his promises and he loves to bless his children. Listen, God loves to bless you, whether you deserve it or not. You know, for those of us who have had kids, when Christmas times comes, they never make the naughty list, right? They get, they get way too much, right? They get stuff. And it's like for that day, you're like, I love you. I love to bless you. And there's nothing greater that brings greater joy sometimes than for a parent to watch their kid open up a gift that you know they wanted and to bless your kid. It's a beautiful thing. God loves to bless his children. If we being in the natural sinful creatures who have a hard time not living for self are able to bless our children in this way, how much more does your Heavenly Father want to bless you? I pray that you would receive that and believe that this year. If you have received the free gift of salvation that God offers in Christ, you have been born into the family of God and you are His kid. 
I don't grow old in saying that because I think we need to be reminded that over and over and over and over again. You are a bought, redeemed child of God. We are told in Acts 16.31 that if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be saved. It's pretty straightforward. Romans 10.9 tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. This does not mean that you have the strength or the faith of a giant. What it does simply state is that do you believe that Jesus is Savior God, risen from the dead, and that He forgives all your sin? And if you're honest, you're like, I believe, but I need help believing. Because some days I don't believe that. Take another pipe cleaner. Make a wagon or a truck. Ooh, <laughs> I got some heckling going on up here. <laughs> Please understand that God is always working to bring us to the confidence in His work through Jesus Christ on our behalf. We talked about that in Bible study. That we strive to enter the rest, the complete work of Jesus Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. Is Hey, please look to Jesus. He's accomplished it all for you. That's why it's important that we gather together so we can encourage one another. Hey, look what Jesus has done. Rest from your work and enjoy the relationship with Christ. And now we work from a place of rest, a place of joy, a place of victory, a place of life and peace. We read in Galatians 4.4 that when the right time came, it said the fullness of time, it can also be translated, when the right time came, Jesus was sent to redeem mankind. God was faithful to his promises. We see that God met Joseph and guided him to protect the Christ child to ensure the salvation of mankind would be accomplished through him. The prophet Isaiah recounted the faithfulness of the Lord in our Old Testament reading today. Countless passages speak of the faithfulness of God. I say countless, but someone's probably counted them. I just didn't look it up. Someone's probably counted the faithfulness of God. But you look at it, and there's a lot about the faithfulness of God. Many of us cannot begin to count the number of ways that God has been faithful. Think of a time when you thought everything was crashing around you. It might be 2019. There might have been some moments. Everything was crashing around you. And at just the right time, when you were desperate, when you could not even stand by your own strength, God provided strength. He provided provision a way out and restored your countenance to overwhelming joy and gave you a peace that passes understanding. So, with another pipe cleaner, this is an all-skate free, free choice here. Make something that represents joy to you. Good luck. Okay. So this new year, we want to continue to grow in God's grace by recounting His faithfulness and holding to the promises for those that are His. That's you and I. We're holding to the promises. A great practice is to begin your day by just writing a couple things down or thinking about a couple things that you're thankful for. We see Jesus, when He walked the earth, um, almost every time before there was a miracle, He stopped and He gave thanks. Gratefulness positions ourselves in a place of humbleness and thankfulness gives us expectation of God being faithful to His promise. This new year, we want to grow in gathering together. When we gather together, we strengthen one another and we participate in the function of the local body of Christ. We also want to grow in our desire to see others know Jesus. 
As we go out in the community every day, we ask what God is inviting us into, knowing, confident, I hope, that he has prepared works in advance that we should walk in them. How did that portrait of me go for what brings you joy? Did you do all right with a pipe plan? <laughs> Wait, we need to do absolution again. No. <laughs> Maybe we should ask God, what is he inviting us into this year? I'm excited for the new year. One thing that you, if you haven't already figured out from me, is, is that um, I'm a full throttle type of guy. Oh, lead foot, let's go. I mean, I don't drive that way because there's snow. But as far as the way my mind is, you pray for my wife because I'm always like, hey, what do you think about doing this? What do you think about doing this? Well, we could do this. And she's like, okay. She goes, let me know when you've decided. But, you know, it's like, that's, what, what else can we do? How can we, how can we reach more people? How can we serve the people of this body? How can we encourage the growth in grace, the growth in gathering, and the growth in going? How can we do that here? We have many ways to connect with one another today. Text, email, Facebook, a phone call, a letter through snail mail. What? Sunday mornings is one way. Men on Wednesday mornings, not this week, but Wednesday mornings you have an opportunity to gather together. Beginning January 7th, we're going to have a home fellowship at our house. Uh, we gather together to build up one another in the faith, share life together, talk about what's going on and what we've been reading in the Word and what we're learning. Ladies, mark your calendars for the last Thursday of every month. You're going to get together and have fun. There's more details next week. But the last Thursday of every month, 7 o'clock, might be here, might not be here. We don't know. Ladies last Thursday, last Thursday ladies. I don't know. What do we want to call it? Something like that, right? But it's going to be exciting. On February 9th, which is a Sunday, we're going to begin every Sunday night having nights of praise from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. to encourage a life that is filled with the rhythm of praising God. Now, this is not an obligation for you to be at everything, but it's an opportunity for you to invite people. Hey, you know, there's not going to be some of the normal things. We're going to sing music. You know, it's also my desire that people from some other churches come and take advantage of that. Um, I, you know, I have a relationship with some of the other pastors in the, in the, in the community, and I'm inviting them just so you know. But really, the idea is how can we build a community that worships and praises God as the rhythm of their life? God is beckoning each one of us to respond by the strength of His Spirit. I think often we hear what the Lord is prompting us to do, and we go, okay, let me go do it. Instead of, if you're anything like me, instead of going, okay, wait a second. How do I rightly respond in the strength and the control of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working the very disposition of Jesus Christ into each one of us. The very disposition of Christ. How can we focus more on Jesus and His love for us and for others? And that has to be by the Holy Spirit. I believe that God is doing a work in this church, and I think many of you do as well. I believe He is moving on our hearts to reach out not only to one another, but to reach out to our family and our friends who do not yet believe. Oh, make a neighbor, since we're talking about you know community neighbors. With another pipe cleaner. Good luck. God wants to use us to make an impact in the lives of each other and the lives of those around us. Listen, you are here today because of somebody else. Yes, I know it's the, the Lord who worked through somebody else. You are here today because of somebody else. Maybe it was the prayers of somebody. I know my grandmother, before she passed away, she goes, Kirk, I pray for you three times a day. 
And that faithfulness, I guarantee you, protected me from a lot of things that, I mean, I tried to ruin myself without her prayers, you know? But she, I'm sure of it, was used mightily. Prayer works. Do not grow weary in praying. He did not save us to sit. That's why we stand so much in our service. I'm just kidding. But no. <laughs> May we respond, not again, not out of guilt or obligation, but by loving submission to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Listen, when you follow the lead of God, the Holy Spirit in your life, you will not be disappointed. There's, I could talk to everybody in here and I could ask, hey, tell about a time when God asked you to do something and you did it in the strength of your spirit. Were you blessed or were you disappointed? Everyone's going to say, it was amazing. I had no idea how blessed I was going to be, the joy that I received. But this is the battle, right? This is the battle because the flesh wants you to be a grumpy, selfish Christian. Because that's a poor witness to the world and you won't pray for others. You won't go out and, and share joy with others. You won't create relationship that is based on love for that person and the value for that person. You'll sit around and complain about everything. And there are times when we do that. But God in his love says, I'm not going to leave you there. Come on. We can count on God to meet us, to fulfill our desires, and to give us the energy, strength, ability, and the capability to do what he's asking us to do. Remember, the pressure is not on you. It's on God. If he says, hey, I want you to do this, you're like, okay, I'll walk in it by faith. He's going to accomplish it, not you. I remember that I was first asked to start leading music at a church. I had only been playing guitar for about four months. And I had to sit down, and I knew, because I needed to be able to see my fingers, and I only knew three chords. And if you notice, that's about all I play anymore anyway. But, but the reality is like, okay, Lord, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And, and he met me, and he increased my ability and the joy that I got out of playing. May we be continually overjoyed with the love of Jesus and his work in our lives. That's kind of my charge for us this new year. We'll get a little more charge next year, not as far as credit goes. But you might have seen a couple of things here. So I want to make sure we have updated information. So the next couple of weeks, I'll be asking you to fill these out. Um, I also, um, if, if you would not be opposed to being on what I would call a prayer chain or a text prayer chain. We want to pray for one another. So when things come up, I need to be able to reach out to some people. If you would say, hey, um, even in the prayer section, I'm okay to be on a prayer chain. Um, and then preferred mode. Do you like to be text? Do you want to be called? And we'll get that going. So over the next few weeks, we're going to create this prayer chain where we can pray for one another. We can pray when things, because, you know, not everything happens right before Sunday, so we can pray for it. Sometimes things happen on Thursdays. And we need to be a praying body who prays for one another. So if we don't have that information or if you wouldn't mind being part of a prayer chain, please just put that in the offering as it comes by. Also, you'll see on this, on your seats, this. This is really important to me, but I think it's more important to God that we are people of the word, that we are people that read the word. Now this, I like this plan because each day you kind of go through different sections of what the Bible is. So you have the epistles, the law, history, psalms, poetry, prophecy, and gospels, which is really nice because then you're kind of seeing the totality of, of the literature and, and how, what form it takes in the Bible. So I encourage you, you know, and if you miss one day, don't say, ah, oh, well, forget it. 
You know, get back on and try the next day. If you can't read all of it in one day, that's fine. There's also other ways. You, there's lots of Bible apps. You have it on the, the website, the um, Daily Audio Bible. You have to listen to him a little bit sometimes talk. But, you know, he reads the Bible through in a year, um, and it's great. And there's other ones that you can, you can look at to read the Bible. There's other Bible reading plans. This is one that, that I thought was good. Again, what's not important that which Bible reading plan that you use, what's important in my opinion is that you read the Bible. And that that becomes a consistent thing in our lives. This isn't a, a you know, I, you, know you, you should do this. But at the same time, as strongly as I can encourage you without saying you should do this, please, I exhort you, I encourage you, read God's Word. It will bless you. It could frustrate you, but it will bless you at times. But God will bless the fact that you're reading His Word. You know, what I like about this plan is if you're in the law on one day, you're like, oh, great. And then your history the next day, oh. But then you get the Psalms. And then you get the poetry. And then you get... Well, prophecy. And then you get to the Gospels, right? So you have this hope of, of new things. But I also encourage you that when you're reading the Old Testament, look for Jesus Christ. Look for Jesus Christ. He is in the Old Testament. Look for those attributes that God proclaims about himself. Gracious, faithful, slow to anger, abounding in love. Look for that in, when you're reading that through that lens of Jesus Christ. So, Let's take a moment. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to, to guide and direct and respond in a way that doesn't put us under obligation, but puts us in a state of joy and anticipation for God to work.